0: Hey, y'all, this is Jamie with Out of Bounds with Jamie and Abby, presented by Ashley.
1: Yes, and on today's episode, we have the amazing Melissa Joan Hart and her co-host on her podcast, Amanda Lee. And um, they're amazing. We talked about Sabrina and Clarissa and their podcast called What Women Binge. um, And it's a really good one. But we're also at the 1230 Club, if you guys are watching um, on the video version. And it's beautiful here. And we're thankful they let us um, come in. So we hope you enjoy today's episode. start at the beginning and since you guys have a podcast named what women binge which is what jamie and abby binged for the last (laughs) four days and it's amazing we kind of want to start with like your friendship and how that started um i think that's appropriate right
2: Yeah. (laughs) yeah well um random Thursday afternoon Melissa showed up in my kitchen
3: <laughs> oh I love my that. son invited himself to her house <laughs> and I had to go pick him up so. <laughs> that's how it all started yeah. and you know those play dates where like the kids won't leave so you end up just sitting with the moms in the, yeah. in the kitchen and we became fast friends like really fast talked for like over an hour and then I was like oh I think I gotta go and then, <laughs> so yeah it was all my son's doing just of like bullying himself into her like car really he like, didn't bully. he was also. so sweet <laughs> take <laughs> me uh, home from school
2: <laughs> and, and kudos to our kids school for not telling me how to get in touch with his parents because he was like just call my mom I was like cool I don't know your mom
0: yeah <laughs> Fine. did you not know until she showed up at so I found kitchen? out the,
2: like the day before so I asked around I was like I need Tucker's mom's number and they're like uh <laughs> you don't know and i was like what am i missing no <laughs> and they're like ah tucker's mom smells a joan hart and i was like oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool cool that's so funny. Yeah, yeah and then funny. so i was gl- i was
3: glad to know they were protecting me <laughs> yeah oh no <laughs> they, they were they were great thank you <laughs> for the it, security not that we need it but at the same time like it, yeah. yeah it was uh it was funny that the story about her trying to get my number. Was yeah, so much. and then you ended up calling Mark, right? I
2: texted whatever random number was in the school directory. There was no; it was just like the kids' names, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, they, they do that, and so I was like, "This could be a house number. This could be an assistant. This
3: could be <laughs> I don't know."
2: So I just texted it, hoping someone would see it. It's and Mark, my
3: the worst communicator in our family. Oh, and yeah. that's your Mina. husband. Yes, is, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's, and he is just like. Not the person you want to call if you need anything. <laughs> he's just like not an emergency. If you don't Contact. ask him a question,
2: he doesn't respond. Yeah.
3: Okay. He won't respond gotcha. text. I'll, I'll oftentimes be like, "Did you get my seven texts that I sent you?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "But you didn't respond." And he's like, "Well, you didn't ask a question." Oh, yeah.
0: Gosh, that's funny. Give one-word <laughs> answers. Yeah. Hilarious.
3: I
2: learned this very early on in our relationship. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. you
0: did. So, so, how many years ago yeah. was that?
3: This two just two years ago. Yeah. Is we that when exactly you moved? Two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, like like two and a little, a little bit. But yeah, this, I mean, this is our third school year here, but we moved in the middle of 2020. Okay. And okay. So yeah, we're we're new to Nashville. Although right really in the middle of
0: COVID. <laughs> right in the middle of COVID. Oh, and geez. that's Sort of the
3: reason, sort of. Um, we were well. I was. I have a very complicated past. <laughs> like, Where are you from? I'm like I can't answer that. Um, born in New York lived in LA from in my 20s, met Mark, had two kids, um, moved to Connecticut, mm-hmm. but actually we looked at Nashville in like 2009 when we were trying to find a place to leave LA and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to raise the kids in a smaller community. Yeah, And we came to Nashville and Mark wanted to be here, but all we really did was go to Titans games. So I was like, <laughs> I don't feel like I know the town very well. <laughs> Not really sure where I want to live, you know. So I was like, it's not downtown, so, you know, where am I going? But we ended up in Connecticut. We were there about 10 years. Then we moved to Lake Tahoe for two years. And then from Tahoe, we went back to Connecticut for a few months before we made the jump here. So we came here, yeah, mid-20, end of 2020.
0: Do you see yourself staying? Do you like it? Well, we
3: made a commitment to 10 years. Okay. Oh, Oh, wow. That's a long time. Well, because that's when the kids were out of high school. Yeah, I get that. So it was sort of like, we've moved them around a lot. Yes. We have to hold, like, we have to settle down and so we made that commitment. So it's sort of when people are like do you love it? I'm like I don't really think about it like do I love it or do I hate yeah. it? like I, there's nothing there's like it just we're here. Yeah. And, yeah. and I and I dig in and I I bloom where I'm planted and like made great friends That's and awesome. my kids have made great friends and we like the school that they're at and we like our town and um, so I mean, we love our house, so we're 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 good. She's planted. Good. I'm not letting I'm her planted. go anyway. Uh, no, good for I know. you. Tenure <laughs> sounds great, but it'll I mean that's just a start. Yeah. But then we have our but then we have our widow plants, so we're good. Oh well, that's sorry, to- I call yeah. it my, my widow plant.
0: So let me tell y'all, only because everything you're saying it relates to me so much. Listening to y'all and getting to know y'all through your podcast, your very first podcast. <laughs> It's very similar to two of us. Like, you and I are the same age. Y'all two are the same age. Mm -hmm. I mean, the kids, we have kids the same age. I have a junior and an eighth grader. Oh, okay. And it just, everything is relatable. And with you moving, now we're at the point, because we've moved everywhere, we're at the point, I'm like... I, I don't want to move until the kids graduate. Yeah. Like it just, this is hard age. Mm-hmm. You know? it yeah. It is. So. And it's so
3: like, you feel like this is the time when they need their friends. They need to right. be in a group mm-hmm. to like, they need other people around them that they know and are familiar with and trust and adults too. Yeah. You know, like having um like f- their friends, parents be a big influence on their life. And, mm-hmm. and um like, I know my son, my 16 year old has a, a boy, a friend of his that he he wants to go to their house and have dinner with the parents. Yeah. And oftentimes I'll be like, you didn't come home on curfew. He's like, but I was with them. So right. Yeah, right I was with all parents. They're <laughs> my yeah. just family. not like, Right. Hey, that's okay, right? I didn't want to be rude and get up from th- – she had made a pie and I was going to eat it. I'm like, <laughs> all right, but still there's a curfew. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so he awesome. told he's her driving. before pie. Oh, yeah, he's driving. See, that's yeah. the problem with moving here. This is the one thing I get mad about. <laughs> is it reduce the age of drive? Because I always say your kids – you know, they're like, oh, you have them till you're 18. No, you have them till they drive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Moving here, that lowered the age oh of gosh. year.
0: So last night with Halloween, yeah, my 17, well, 16, nearly 17 now, um, went to one of her best friends' house. And with the parents, handing out candy, doing pumpkins, doing seeds, all, all the things. She calls me at 10. I told her 1030 curfew. She calls me. She's like, Mom, can I just sleep here? And she's like, I'll just come home in the morning and um, get ready for school. Because we live, I'm not going to say. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she's like, so John said no. And I was like, what do you mean? But she's with the parents. I mean, they're doing absolutely nothing wrong. Yeah. And he was like, no. Well, now all of a sudden she thinks she can do anything in the world. And go, she doesn't ask. She just says. And yeah. I'm like, Calm down, um, calm yeah. down. Nope. And she's on, on the phone going, Mommy, I'm coming home.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. I swear, on my way here, my husband and I had a similar argument. Like, just like, he, my son has really great straight A's. Like, mm-hmm. great grades. Same. Taking tough classes in football until 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock every night. Um, you know, just like, doesn't party. Wanted to go trick-or-treat instead of go to parties. Um, all of his friends come into our house, so I know them really well. He's not disappearing and stuff, but he's kind of doing the same thing where he's yeah. sort of like telling us Mm-hmm. i'm going here yeah. see you later and my husband's like we got to stop this we got to stop we got to take away his phone and his car i'm like whoa <laughs> yeah. like at what point do you punish them when they're actually good kids they're good right but, so you know you don't want to let them have you know we got to let the leash go a it's little true. and then like you know yeah. you rein it back in when they kind of misbehave but it's not really misbehaving yeah. he, no, right. really. he didn't do his laundry really mark freaked out right. because he didn't do his laundry this morning um. oh, <laughs> i'm sorry he did do his laundry he put his regular clothes in with his dry fit in the dryer, and he's upset about that. So oh. my husband's a little <laughs> anal when it comes to the laundry. I was about to say, uh, I didn't know
0: you couldn't do that. <laughs> he likes to separate them because
3: these dry faster, and you know no we kidding. usually hang dry our our dry okay. food, just so you know. In you, gotcha. In case you needed to know that.
2: I <laughs> thought the problem was that he put them in the dryer to begin with.
3: Well, that's what normally, but Mark likes to separate them because then you can quick dry these, mm. and then... Get the other. Yeah. Anyway, Ooh. he mixed his laundry one on one on Tammy and Abby.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> learn something new year. You sure do.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs>
1: tricky, though, when they can drive and like you're, they're not under your control. But yet, yeah, like they're leaving in two years. So you do have to let them like learn on their own. But yeah, I mean, my kids are little, so I can't speak to it. And yet. he's a good. Dr- mm-hmm. He's a really good
3: driver. So it's yeah. You guys have that in common with the little kids. Yeah. 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 So uh, oftentimes we'll get in like fights where we'll, all of a sudden we not fights, but like we'll <laughs> disagree and we'll go. Oh, wait, our kids are different. Like, Very yeah. different ages. I'm yeah. seeing the big, hairy boys that are like, you know, wanna, like, I'm talking to their door most of the time. She's I don't like, like talk you're coddling them. them. I'm like, they're seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of and course I was like, I'm coddling them. Well, we got in an argument about the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because the Jeffrey Dahmer, um, I didn't know anything about him. And then mm-hmm. I looked it up and I didn't realize it was like teenage boys, horrifying, right? But we were talking about like, what could the police have done differently than let the boy go back in Jeffrey Dahmer's control, like when he was drunk? Like, should they take in um, intoxicated children? And I was like, well, I think anyone intoxicated maybe should go sit it out in the holding cell for a little while and before anything bad happens. And she was like, don't put my kids in a holding cell. And I was like, oh, you can put my kids in a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I realized, like, minor, big boys that yeah, right. need a little scare. And you're yeah. itty-, itty bitty little No, cuties. I'm still thinking, like, no, they're <laughs> fragile. You'll break them. You want to pinch their little cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's
0: say this. So you have three boys. And you have a boy and twin girls. Yes. And what are their ages again?
2: Uh, Riker, my boy, just turned 10. Uh-huh. And my girls will have just turned seven. When seven. He yeah.
0: yeah. And then, Melissa, how old are your boys? 16, 14,
3: and 10. So okay. we have the 10-year-olds in gotcha. Gotcha. That's Gotcha. That's oh, the, that's the connection. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the matchmaker. My oldest or youngest.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you have a long way to go to meet my ages. I
1: know. Well, <laughs> I was seven. So I have a daughter that's seven and a son that's almost two. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and I so have
0: 13 and 17, 16. I keep saying yeah. 17. Her birthday's this month. That's yeah. why I keep saying it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's, it is. Well, yeah. It's actually, crazy. my son will be 17 January. Yeah. yeah. So he's a
3: sophomore, a uh, junior? He is a junior. Yes. Well, I didn't realize that. Oh, so okay. they are the same They are the grade. same age. Yeah. 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 yeah and then cool. my eighth grader is actually, he's 14. He'll be 15. Um, he and the little one, um, we uh, repeated. I don't want to say held back. No, we repeated re- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, last year, okay. kind, of, my, kind of when we started. Yeah, here. We and my repeated.
0: little girl is 8th grade, 14 in January. So okay. very common. Yeah. Very common. So let's go back to the podcast. How yeah. did y'all come up with this concept?
3: Yeah, it really comes from like – during COVID shutdown, my girlfriend's back in Connecticut. I was living in Tahoe, but my girlfriend's back in Connecticut. I have this massive group text of girls. And everybody was constantly, what are you watching? What I need a new show. I need a new book. I need a podcast for a long drive I'm doing. I need, I need, I need. So one friend was like, we call her spreadsheet. She was like, I'm going to start a spreadsheet. <laughs> Literally, we call her sp- like everyone needs. She had a, a, she had a birthday yesterday, life. and we were like, "Happy birthday spreadsheet!" Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> we have some That's of those. That's you. you. Happy. That is me. That <laughs> is you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your spreadsheet. <laughs> but um, so she was like, "I'll start a spreadsheet," and I was like, "Why don't I start an Instagram page? This would be fun." And so then I was like, "Well, I'll just find like you know movie covers and book covers and whatnot to put on the Instagram page, and I'll finally have a pretty Instagram. Like I don't have one of those pretty Instagram. Like mine's not curated. It's not." Pretty. It's real so life. I was like, it was real life. It's dirty. There's some dark pictures where I'm like, that's the only picture I got of my kid. I'm sorry. I. I so is hard. that <laughs> your <laughs> stomach?
1: Get this girl a snack. Mom snickers. hungry. <laughs> <Actually, laughs> you want a
2: Snickers? Oh, it, it really
3: satisfied right now. I'm not going to eat it on camera, bit, but later. I <laughs> love <laughs> that. That was perfect timing. That was really, really good. Oh. Um, <laughs> Oh, so, it, <laughs> so so, it, so yeah, so I started the Instagram page, and uh, and then I was like, people have always been asking me, like, would you do a podcast, Would you like my agents, would you do a podcast, would you do a podcast, and I was like, I mean, maybe, what would I do, and I kept trying to think up things, and they felt forced and whatnot, and then this kind of came up, and I was like, I want to talk to people, because so often you sit down and you talk about, like, what are you watching, what are you yeah. doing, oh, have you watched the new House of Dragons, have you watched the new Handmaid's Tale, have you, you know, mm-hmm. did you check out this new show, have you heard of this, and there's just so much content to weed through now, so I was like, let's do this. And then Amanda, um, her husband, works in kind of like broadcasting and Media, yeah. all different forms. So we were like, I was like, do you think Logan would do this? And she was like, yeah. And then I was like, and would you be my co-host? Because so, I was like, that. we have such fun talking. And yeah. we never run out of things to talk about. We were like, this could be we really don't.
0: fun. That's awesome. Then and she designed the
3: studio. and Yeah, I was going to ask if
1: you, do you have a background in design? Because I know you Sort mentioned. of.
2: I went to art school and then fashion school and then weather school. Um, She's a weather girl. If you guys, seriously, during
3: the tornado watches here, she's the one who tells everyone who needs to hunker down.
2: Yeah, so I started out in fine art, which was my passion. I love it. I'm crafty and creative, and I went to fashion school just to get my degree and be done because I was ready to be a mom and stay home and do those things. And a little while after my kids were in school, I was like, you know, I always really wanted to do weather, and I didn't think – like, I wasn't an academic person, and I didn't think I had the math brain that was required. But Penn State has this online program. I was like, well, you know, I can't really tell my kids like you can do anything if I don't try and do something that I really want to do. So I went back and did weather.
3: That's oh, amazing. So she's she's literally you know, like our forecaster. She'll be like, guys, it's gonna be a big storm. You know, <laughs> bring stuff in. Like you know, you know, she's telling us all yeah. the different things going on. I need to introduce to It's gonna you be to a beautiful day. We gotta go for a walk <laughs> every day.
0: Jamie, it's gonna rain today. Watch out. <laughs>
3: John's really
1: into weather too.
0: So long story, not a long story, but our old president used to be for the Titans, used to be a major, major weather person. He <laughs> would send out mass emails. And John still gets them to this day of if there's tornadoes coming. So John's like, All right,
2: Steve, what's happening weather? That's a in good
0: thing weather? to know
3: when
2: you're running a football
3: yeah. program though. <laughs> Especially with the open stadium, right?
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: totally. That's
1: why they're gonna put that dome on top of something. Well, we were out to dinner and we like had a couple glasses of wine oh, and then John texted and was like, all right, there's a storm coming. You guys need to come home. That's so true. <laughs> and we had to leave. And we both left. We
0: left because we obey you rules. You take it. You we obey. And it like- didn't
1: rain. <laughs> Oh we we don't gosh. obey rules,
3: but we do obey John. We obey John. <laughs> John speaks. Yes, we, we do what he says. The last one, I, I I happen to be gone for the, since we've lived in Nashville, I've been gone for all the tornado. Anytime a siren's gone off, I've missed it, which thank God, because I think I would freak out. I literally, as a child, growing up in New York, for some reason, I had terrible nightmares about tornadoes. I was gone for the last one. I was in New York, and my husband sends me, I don't know if he was teasing me, or I don't know. He, he sent me the audio Of just the sirens going off. And I was like, Are you in my closet? Like, you better get in my closet's like the only safe place, the only place without a window. Like, you better get in my closet now. Bring some snacks, bring a char- like, charge <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. And helmets. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. for the oh, not even think That's of that. Right. <laughs> I will make you a prepared nest no. kit. Okay, I need I'm that. But Hel- Hel- that radio. is like a new
1: thing. I was like, That's helmets. so smart. I didn't even think mm. of that. But people do that. Oh, my gosh. But th- we
2: yeah, have a so closet. I was like,
3: you, you have, have a closet? The
2: helmets are hung in it. There's are you bottles. serious? Do you really? Oh, girl. Why didn't I know that we Yeah,
3: I'm a doomsday prepper, but like not like that. That's <laughs> See, amazing, I'm not.
2: Right? I'm, I'm like, tornado? All right, everybody put your helmet on. Get in the closet. <laughs> I'm more
3: ready for the zombie apocalypse. Like I'm looking at neighbors, like, who has the chicken coop? And who's, yes. And who's got bees? I can take the honey. And where's an apple tree I can pick from? You know, like, <laughs> oh, my You're. I didn't know you had the closet. Look at you. Oh.
2: I mean, when you learn about weather, you learn yeah. about how devastating it can be. <laughs> oh well, that God.
3: reminds so. Football related Um, Wesley Britt um, Was a Was a He played for Alabama And then he was a Patriot And uh, he married A a really good friend Of my husband's Growing up um, Katie Britt Who's running for Senate In Alabama She They um, They were in the middle Of the Tuscaloosa Tornado Years ago And their whole house Collapsed on them He threw the kids In the bathtub (gasps) I think he put a mattress On his back And they all got In the bathtub And he The house collapsed On them And he He held it up On his back Because he's a Offensive lineman. Yeah. And he, I mean, that house like fell on them and oh he saved and his family's life. Fine. Oh yeah. my gosh. Crazy, I just right? I got chills. That's that so totally crazy. That whole Tuscaloosa, all those yeah. tornadoes down there. I yeah. mean, my husband's high school in Enterprise, Alabama was destroyed many years ago. Yeah. It's, it's those, terrifying. I mean, so they d- mm-hmm. it does scare me, but it's like such a pinpoint. Yeah, but it and is, and that is but but such you know. a,
2: well, in Tuscaloosa, you know, you're going to get tornadoes. Like that's just geographically how mm-hmm. it works. And Nashville, we're not very prone to them. Murfreesboro has a geography that it is more prone, I would say, than But we've had a downtown. couple
1: really bad ones. We they had the took one in the East same path, a couple years ago.
2: Didn't it? The
1: one that yeah. took through here?
2: Yeah. and But, I mean, we're talking, like, decades apart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Well, to bring it back to a lighter note, um, <laughs> <laughs> since I'm from New York, the one thing I can't say and one of the few things I can't say in Nashville is Murfreesboro. 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 <laughs> Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Oh my gosh, Murfreesboro. Yeah. So Murf- funny. Murf- it is a weird word. Murf- it is Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. I can't Anyways, like, we got Murfreesboro. here um, because of the <laughs> studio. <laughs> <Yeah. and> Anyways. <laughs> Did
2: I mention I'm ADHD?
3: <laughs> she thinks I am too, which might be. You just, I I just 100% you are. That makes for a good podcast. <laughs> yeah. We just so <laughs> the
2: studio. Yeah, that came out. Of, she sent me around a random picture. She was like, can you make it look like this sort of? And I was like, yes, but then I didn't. <laughs> no, well, I, g- I bought the chair that you liked.
3: You did colors of like she <laughs> pulled color inspiration from like Clarissa explains it all. My first show, and then we have a bookshelf that just holds like all my little knickknack things, mm-hmm. which I think it's we've got to change that up soon. I think yeah, that's I think we're enough. Do of, a
2: whole studio overhaul.
3: Oh, see, she's just see ADHD. She's, she's like, we're excited. done with this. Throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> <New> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's one. been
2: a, it's <laughs> been four seasons. <laughs> it has actually four we've seasons? 40, Yeah, we've oh, done forty episodes.
0: It was that long. We've done a lot of episodes. That's fun.
3: And so then we're popping off a few extra. Like, we have enough for... We've just finished our fourth season, but we were kind of like, my little one, my 10-year-old is obsessed with Stranger Things. And I was like, I feel like he needs to come on and talk about Stranger that's Things. That's fun. Oh, that's yeah. cool. We're, but we're kind of, like, not sure if it's okay for a 10-year-old to talk about... How do you guys yeah, feel about not? that? Absolutely. Yeah? Uh,
0: yeah. Like, and I love think think it when passionate? my kids are involved with stuff. And especially with John's career. And um, I don't know. I'm always like, go
3: for it. Yeah. Well, you know? he's like... He's, he's a little... It doesn't freak him out. It does freak him out a little bit, just like late at night if he gets a little emotional. But uh, but he loves Stranger Things mm-hmm. and he loves the the creativity of it. I mean, he was 11 for Halloween and mm-hmm. I had to be Eddie. And but he also wanted to be Vecna. But that was I don't know. Putting a mask on him was like too simple. I wanted to do something more fun with the blood and the. <laughs> transistors on his head and so we shaved his head to make him bloody yeah yeah he, he was obsessed with the blood around his eyes and stuff so um he looked great though he's a little horror kid i don't know what he to is. say like i think it's, it's cool creative yeah, juices I would, I would do it. anything For they're passionate sure. about i agree yeah, fun. and talking. he's excited about it because uh, there was one day when i was g- we were going to the podcast studio he goes what are you gonna do today mom i was like I'm going to the podcast studio. he goes well uh, well what about me i mean are you even oh. you know <laughs> you told me i was gonna be the stranger things expert like what happened to that <laughs> so yours you do a weekly yours are
1: weekly Right. Yeah. So each season's 10 episodes?
3: Yeah, we do about 10, but then sometimes we'll scatter in some specials like okay. a Harry Potter or a Queen Elizabeth Just Died or mm-hmm. the Stranger Things one is a special one and like a Christmas one here and there. So one thing I, I like
1: a lot is that you kind of involve your audience. You know, you're like, okay, watch the first episode yeah. of this or like. That's very different for a podcast. We I give feel them a like little homework. Yeah. homework. yeah. I love it. But I think that's
0: cool because you feel a part of yeah. it. Yeah. You know. Like yeah. I totally watched the first season of Clarissa today. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen that.
3: <laughs> it's so good. God, it's God, probably since up. the last time I saw it. It was, you know. Oh my so gosh. I need to watch it. Well, it's finally back. The thing is for all these years. what I mean, it's been like 30. Yeah. Thir- yeah. 30. Exactly 30 years. And I, well, more than 30 years. But it's now on Paramount Plus, I mm-hmm. think. And you just couldn't find it before because it wasn't. Put on DVD or v- at right. the time VHS. VHS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like a few episodes were released, but it was very hard to find. Every once in a while at a Comic-Con or something, I'll sign like a VHS of it. Or But there oh, were cute. only like maybe 10 episodes were put out, mm-hmm. but there were 65 or 66. So, um, you know, they, they just, they were going to be gone until the streaming services came out and now they're able to be That's back awesome. again. So yeah, That's it's kind of really cool. cool. Awesome. And even Sabrina, Sabrina was tough because my mom and I produced the show and she she made all the big decisions executive wise and she got big artists to be a part of that soundtrack. But in order to get the music for a cheap price, she it could only be aired a few times on television. Oh. So once it went to like reruns too many times or it had to be put on um, video, the music had to be all replaced, oh which gosh. is very expensive. Then they had to compose original music or find like uh-huh. cheap stock stuff and lay it in. So it took years. Our show ended in 2003 and, and it came out, that's when everyone was just starting to do, like, um, DVD sets. Okay, yep. And they couldn't do a DVD set until, like, 2007 or something. Oh, wow. I
1: never even thought about that. I know. That's I know. crazy. It's all that as technology changes, all your contracts wow. are set in, like, well, that's thing, a different like, era. <laughs> yeah, when it
3: airs on something like a streamer and you didn't sign a contract for that, like. Yeah, you get paid? <laughs> for um, <that. laughs> not for Clarissa. But <gasps> that sting. Wow. I think for Sabrina. Yeah, for Sabrina, yeah. I haven't gotten paid on Clarissa a day since the last time I filmed there, which was the Stop. end of nineteen ninety three. Oh. So now that show Wow. Was I mean it was a cable contract, cable was brand new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was Nickelodeon, it was Orlando, which yeah. was a um, uh, uh, there were no child protection laws down there which is why they opened the studio down there that's crazy yeah so oh um so there was a lot going on with that with that contract and like just experimental kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the show became a hit cable became a thing and you know and and we learned but (laughs) yeah (laughs) but that was the kind of like here's what you're gonna get paid for this show and then you're done whereas everything else is done in residuals and and now video on demand you know all that um, all different contracts it's gotten it's gotten sophisticated finally <laughs> yeah well
1: and something I learned in researching is that your mom actually like found the Archie comic Sabrina and then like came up with that idea and yes. I just thought like I think it's a story you have to tell because it, how cool and yeah. your mom's the awesome comics. and most people
3: don't know that right my mom everyone always they just thinks she was like the original momager but she was actually an executive like she was a casting director she was a manager and then she was a casting director and then she was ha- trying to find something for me after Clarissa ended, because she was managing my career. But she was seeing the things that were coming to me, the projects that were coming to me, and she didn't like the the choices I was getting. And so she, um, someone handed her a comic book on a playground and was like, "This would be a great project for Melissa." And so they, um, she brought that to our contact at Viacom, who was doing Clarissa, and uh, they were like, "Well, we'll sell this to Showtime as a movie." And so as we were shooting the movie in Vancouver, um, that was the one with Ryan Reynolds, our first Sabrina one. Um, she, the whole time was saying, this would be a great series. This would be a great series. And people were like, okay, okay, just give us the movie. Just get us the movie. And so when she went in the editing room to edit the, the movie, she cut together a trailer for a series and then she brought it out to LA and pitched it to five networks and got three offers in the room, which That's like doesn't fantastic. happen. Yeah. And so yeah. then, and she, the whole time I remember her going, I'm going to L.A. I'm going to go pitch this Sabrina series. I'm like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do we what do we really know about the television industry? I mean, other than <laughs> me auditioning and she went out there and she got all these offers. And with ABC gave her not only an offer for 13 episodes, they gave her a time slot, which was TGIF. And she knew that the that was gold. Best. Yeah. So she was like, let's do that. So we moved to LA and we did a series for seven years. That's incredible. So
0: Sabrina was on TGIF or Clarissa? Sa- Sabrina. Sabrina. Clarissa Sabrina. was already over at this point. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I was telling them like whenever I knew you were coming, I was like, I want to see the the dates and the timelines yeah. because I, another thing, I was laughing at one of your podcasts whenever y'all were talking and you were saying, I just don't remember anything. Well, that's how <laughs> yeah. I felt. I felt almost guilty because I'm like. I know I watched uh, Clarissa, and I know I watched a little bit of Sabrina, but I don't remember anything. And it was. It was like when Clarissa was right whenever I was graduating high school. And then after that, I was – so worried about FIMU, I was, and and I had a little black and white TV that didn't have cable, so
3: I yeah, I, it was no, yeah. that was I mean Clarissa it was, was basically my high school. That's how I remember yeah. the years. Like I graduated high school when Clarissa was over, and then Sabrina was basically my college years. Mm-hmm. It was well twenty to twenty seven, and then twenty seven is when I got married. So it was like,
1: oh wow, before
3: marriage, after you know. So then that's after crazy. marriage came Melissa and Joey, and uh-huh. then, actually that was after my second son was born. So I know that was like two thousand nine, and a, then that's awesome. And then No Good Nick was twenty eighteen, which I don't know why, but, I rem- but that date will probably always stay with me. Just a nice round number. Eighteen, eighteen's yeah. a lucky number for me, so I always remember that. <laughs> Sabrina was so like one of my favorite shows growing up, and like that
1: TGIF. It was like Full House. Oh yeah, Sabrina. I don't know, Family Matters, yeah. something.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, step, I by step. Forget. Oh, step, step by, by step. Oh, step by step. I don't know if that was if on. Was that at the same time? I was as about to sing New
0: Kids on the yeah. Block. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, that's a, that well, is that's
0: a new their on the block song, song, right? Yeah. Faster, oh my gosh. Ooh, baby, <laughs> Gonna get to you girl. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's we so We could fun. be a girl group. We could say <laughs> yeah. oh so good. It's so throwing good. it out there. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, do y'all have a favorite episode on on your podcast?
2: I do. You do? Which one? This one,
3: it, it might surprise you, actually. Wait, have yours okay. first
1: before she says oh. oh, okay. Because
2: that.
3: It's hard because so many of them are my friends, guys. It's hard to pick. Well, okay. Um, I know, but you don't have say. to pick. I would say I loved Rita Moreno. I knew I was obsessed say it. with this woman. <laughs> and I know she's 90, and that's not like, you know, it shouldn't be a really cool episode. But to see a woman is this vivacious and, and this passionate about life and men and everything, and like, she's just. A gem, like a national treasure. And I just, I can't get enough of talking to her and, and I have picking to ask her brain. who she is. Rita Moreno was, um, oh, no. she's an EGOT. She won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, okay. Peabody, oh, wow. Presidential oh, wow. Medal of Freedom. or no, sorry. Um, Presidential Medal of Honor? No, presidential it's the something. Um,
2: Kennedy Center Honor, right?
3: It's some presidential thingy. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. But she, she, I mean, she's won... Numerous awards. But she was best known for West Side Story, dated oh, Marlon wow. Brando for 10 years, okay. tried to make him jealous with Elvis. It's oh. I mean, just to ha- talk to this woman, her stories are like old Hollywood. Wow. She did
2: um, The Electric Company, which was probably before Yelts time. Okay. It was, it was like a kid's show. Gotcha. That was yeah, like pre that. She
3: loves her Electric Company days. Yeah. I mean, she's just, um, oh, wow. it's just amazing to talk to a 90-year-old and just kind of, you know, get the not the wisdom that she has Mm -hmm. like hear about it and her life and how she's just thrived and another one is actually like another one that (sighs) I think is really fun is like Tim Mahoney from 311 that was a guitar player Mm -hmm. that's a fun one because it's someone we were like is you know he's a friend of mine and he's coming to town and he's willing to do it but he's kind of shy and he's Mm -hmm. a guitar player that nobody really hears from from a band that's been around forever but like has a very specific fan base uh-huh. but he's just so fascinating and nobody ever hears from him and to get an hour with him mm-hmm. was kind of exciting and fun and then and then the fan base came out for it man they yeah. loved it oh that's cool alright what's yours yeah. okay
2: I have probably two favorites okay okay um, The Big Show Paul oh, White yes. oh yeah so funny. Oh my gosh.
3: He was amazing. To have like a seven foot two guy talk about his cats and um, ha- Handmaid's Tale is. Is why? I need mean, yes. to listen to that one. It's so good. He's it, so funny.
2: He, It was just so unexpected. He, I mean, I knew him from wrestling. My husband and yeah. son are really into that. <laughs> and so I, that's what I knew him from. And I'd watched a sitcom. So I expected this kind of big, burly guy to come in and talk wrestling. And now he sits down and he is like in this immaculately tailored. <laughs> outfit
3: and barely fits on our sofa barely <laughs> fits
0: in the studio is he really seven two he's huge
3: he's yes. yeah something yeah. like that i yeah. mean yeah. maybe he's not. a he's full foot taller than me ginormous yes Jeez. i was like um like i was like i looked like a baby on this set. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um so i i loved his episode go and definitely watch that one i you can listen to it but it doesn't have the same effect but
3: he's, he comes across as but very he, sophisticated I, and elegant. I, and I texted like, him. How? <laughs> I was like, what do you want to talk about? Like, what are you binging? He's like, oh, we got to talk about Handmaid's Tale. That's I'm like, funny. okay. But he's also really into Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. And plays with, like, Vince Vaughn. And, like, so he was talking he's, all about his D&D and, like, got very serious about it. And, and all then all his 13 cats. And we were he like, He has what? 13 cats, y'all. <laughs> are you wow. serious?
0: In the house? They yeah,
3: have their own room, they, from what I understand. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> My niece has a catio. Oh yeah, Same. this she, is a new thing. Yeah, she, th- my brother-in-law built her a patio for her cats. What well, a great Wendy, Wendy, yeah. the Goldberg. Yeah, she has a catio. I think yeah. I just
3: realized they just someone just built her a catio. That's yeah. amazing. You have a cat room,
2: it's closet. A closet that holds their litter boxes. She's and their put food like rolls. a little
3: door, <laughs> and they. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the creative side coming yeah, out <laughs> right. her house is like the inside of her brain like her the inside of her brain is so fun and like she's made her house that it's it's, it's weird
2: oh that's but cool. it's, it's great i like it yeah no it's
1: great okay what's your second
2: <laughs> okay kathy lee
1: oh, okay. oh
0: I bet mostly
2: because my entire life i wanted to meet her uh-huh. and was, oh no i have a third one too
0: <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. which one
2: okay <laughs> kathy lee she Talk about, like, a woman who is confident mm-hmm. and entertaining.
0: I bet. I bet she would be fun. If you ask Kathy it. Lee
2: what her favorite yeah. anything, it is yeah. her. It's uh-huh. her. She loves her, her project. She loves her work. And, and her wine. And her wine.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kathy <laughs> Lee, <laughs> Jesus, and wine. And she's amazing like that. Like, she actually has that confidence in, and, and faith in her own, not only her faith, but, like, her. Her abilities. Her abilities. Mm-hmm. And, and she's so proud of the work she's done. And that's, like. That's mm-hmm. kind of a rare thing to That's see. awesome. It was I think cool. it's funny that we both just chose like old, like an, uh, like a generation above mm-hmm. us, and a man that we didn't expect to be entertaining. And the third, <laughs> well,
2: the third one is I introduced um, Melissa to emo music. We had on Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessional, yeah. and she. I'm a huge fan, I and know, now I now I is. listen to it. all Oh, the time. okay. Well, I'm gonna open a whole new world for <laughs> <to> you.
0: <laughs> I have no
2: idea. So I went through like a scene kid phase okay. in my teenage years. Some people. This wouldn't. is like
3: an underground world of music that I, I did not really. Have you ever never heard, heard, of, heard of, of it?
2: Of screamo music. No. I've heard of it, but I've okay. So that was a thing, and then along that same line was emo music, which was just deeply emotional, kind of not dark but simple. Mm -hmm. Um and it was just like really highly emotional, sort of like prettier, melodic,
3: like prettier. What we used to call like industrial, like what I like, I would kind of relate it a little bit to like, maybe like a Nine Inch Nails with a nicer melodic sound. (laughs)
2: Like, Uh, yeah, kind of less sort of that more
3: artistic, very artistic, pulling at heartstrings and so. This guy
2: Chris Caraba, is the lead singer of Dashboard Confessional, and again, one of those like pinch me moments I don't know how I got this to happen and Melissa agreed to it and I, I like, had no idea <gasps> I was like all oh right, right I guess we'll do that and
3: she was freaking out <laughs> and her husband and people came running in the
2: <laughs> studio we're like so we're we're sitting there and he's where you guys are uh-huh. and there's a he's playing guitar and singing to us and I am Dying. About to come oh out of God. my chair I cannot contain myself Like I, That's cool I, I, Like almost tears in my eyes oh my I'm gosh. singing every
3: word and Melissa's like I'm like touching me, the piano like, and trying to okay? <laughs> Yeah she's like freaking out I'm trying to look at her but like I'm kind of like Like right in his face and I'm like <laughs> Actually who was it that we had oh. Mark Martel. Mark Martel, who's uh, uh, the queen He does like all the queen um, uh, He's basically like Their tribute band that's like run by queen as he's like the Freddie Mercury sound. Like, okay. He yes, sounds, he's just like famous for sounding like yes. them and touring with oh. being the queen like Test, tribute guy. Yeah. And so he was like, when he picked up his guitar, he's like, I've never had an audience this close before. <laughs> 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 like, we were like right there in his face. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to stare at you. <laughs> You're like, hey, it was I'll watch your fingers though. so I'm not looking at your eyes. Is that weird? Okay. So if I go home, on my way home, I get on Spotify. Dashboard yeah.
0: Confessional, Dash. Hands Down is the song you want to listen to. Wait, wait, okay.
3: what's the one from the Spider-Man soundtrack, though? That's the one vindicated. I... Vindicated. Vindicated. I love that. I will listen to that song. I'll be it, like, Alexa, play EMO? Vindicated on a loop. It's emo oh, music, yeah. So, emo, emo.
0: Okay. Yeah, oh, this okay. is a whole new Uh-oh. world. Uh-oh. Oh, is <laughs> laughing
2: at
1: us. <laughs> John's going to be like, <laughs> what are you listening to, Jamie? I bet he Jamie? isn't. No. Julia, you no. were not expecting <laughs> yeah. me to go He'll there today. You'll probably know the song
3: <laughs> Vindicated because of Spider-Man. Okay. Because it was okay. the soundtrack oh, to the song. Oh, gosh. Sp- a- Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: Okay, so what, what surprised you guys about, because I feel like we are, there are a lot of similarities, yes. but, like, in being co-hosts and, like, has it changed your friendship? And I kind of want to hear the nitty-gritty. Well, it is. just,
3: I mean, we just get to know each other on so many levels Mm -hmm. because of we'll talk about music and we'll talk about movies and books and everything. Like we kind of go into all these different areas, which then lead to stories about our life. And I mean, we'll go for walks for hours and yeah, we, we eat. do this one path that's like 6 miles long oh. and we'll just talk and my feet are blistered and
1: oh, and then I'm we get to the parking yet. lot and, ready. Ready. and we'll
3: spend another hour and we be like do you want to go to breakfast and we go to breakfast for an, like we'll just spend <laughs> hours awesome. and hours together and then we'll Let's go to the pancakes podcast. after we walk 6 miles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we do. And we do. <laughs> Cinnamon that's roll, fun. anyone? Um, but yeah, no biscuits. Cause we're in the South, of course. And That's where my, my, uh, Nashville. We should go to breakfast. After... <laughs> I know we should. I, I think I should call it my Nashville 19. Like the weight I've put on by Nashville living here. 19. Nashville 19. I have <laughs>
2: taught this girl how to eat.
3: Like I mean, love. I mean, I had no problem before, but <laughs> we do like enjoy our food. Frickin' pimento cheese and the biscuits everywhere. And the fried, uh, I I mean, fried pickles, fried, uh, Everything's uh fried, yeah. fried green tomatoes. Like, I can't with the fried chicken. I can't. Walking up here, there's Hattie B's downstairs. I was like, I smell it. I know it's 9 a.m., but I smell it, and I'm going to have to have some Hattie B's later. <laughs> there's always dinner. It's
2: coming. Yeah. There's Another
0: similarity dinner. between y'all and us is so your reality
3: TV, TV, your oh, yeah. books. That's us. I'm, well, oh, well, books. I'm books. Well, she's books. Well, I'm books. Your books? Well, I'm both. I like
2: reality TV. This girl will be like, I okay. just read
3: uh, 350 pages in the last 30 minutes. I'm like, that's like 30 seconds a page. I literally timed myself the other day to see if I could do it. <laughs> it took me an, a minute and 20 to get through a page, and I don't know what was on that page.
2: <laughs> call that it.
1: That's, it that's how I,
3: I am.
0: I don't do it on purpose. But,
3: that's yeah, so just, she's she's the reader of okay. the reality. I do read. I love to read. Okay. I just don't get as much time as I want. Because yeah.
0: this one's reality TV. She'll say, did you see um, this? And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. There's a new episode
2: of our new season of Love is Blind, and oh. I am so ready.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a Bravo-holic. So. I mean,
2: I love Bravo, too, mm-hmm. but... I've no, See, I never, I, know. I
3: don't, I don't know. even know what channel Bravo was.
0: Uh, me either. <laughs> Is that weird? I've I never even heard own. of this. <laughs> yeah. which, house,
2: which housewives are you?
1: Well, I watch all of them, but I like Salt Lake City right uh, now. We need to introduce her. Have to you Candace. watched one, Melissa?
0: <laughs> no, me
3: neither. Uh, I had to to have Garcelle Bouvet on. Mm-hmm. I think I tried to watch one or two, and Mm-mm. I was so confused. I've never watched oh, yeah. one. I've never watched the Kardashian. Okay, now <gasps> now, now no. Kardashian. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's where we draw the line. Before Kanye, before Kanye, I was watching Kardashian. Oh no, but you got to watch the new the one. The new one's good. I well, I just haven't had. I just it's Chloe, not on my it's, it's not on my radar.
2: Heartbreaking.
3: I know. Oh my god. Pork. Really?
2: I love Chloe. She's oh. my favorite Kardashian. Well, see, I liked them. Here's the reason I, I connect with them. I have okay. to feel
3: like I have to come up with an excuse for this guilty <laughs> pleasure. But it's because they are a big group of sisters with one brother, and uh-huh. I, that's what I come from. I'm the oldest of eight, and there's seven sisters oh, wow. and one brother. And so – It reminded me of that. They sort of have this faith in this really tight family bond. But I think that the difference in their family and my family is once we all married, Mm -hmm. that became our primary, like, that became Mm -hmm. our base. And they all clung to each other instead of going, you you know what I mean? Do you not think it's because it was a show? Um, that too. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. And their husbands were horrible. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Well, I think that there was They made some poor choices. Yeah. But they didn't cling to their spouses in a way that I feel like would be a healthy relationship. That's true. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was a, that, and it's probably because of the show that they had to all be together more, um. But I feel like, yeah, they didn't prioritize in the room. Yeah. But anyway, that's my but I, I like <laughs> <it> <laughs> overanalyzing. The I'm Kardashian. one of three
1: sisters, so I like watching their relationship and yeah. their fights and their, you know, you're like, I okay, we're normal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, it is normal to fight. We're more normal, um, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I like No, more. but I,
3: I like, it's funny. We were, my husband and I were uh, doing some uh, uh, couples counseling the other day and, uh, when the counselor asked what we watch together, do we watch anything together? And he goes, well, she likes rape shows. And I went, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He goes, you know, because a Handmaid's Tale. I'm like, that's not. Let's well, slow down. <gasps> that is Wait, not the classification. <laughs> I was like, that is not how you. No, I'm not. Oh <gasps> my No, gosh. and I'm not even like true. I wouldn't even classify true car- crime. Literally, I'm like, I like high concept. Fictional, yeah. but maybe borderline. Post apocalyptic. Could happen. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, like, uh, dystopian. like a futuri- dystopian, futuristic, maybe like slightly futuristic, like could be in our lifetime, sort of. St- but I love beautiful um, scenery and camera work mm. and lighting and, and, and fantastic performances. But I was like, but I. <laughs> I like all that, but funny. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do.
2: make funny. me happy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Hey, it gets, gets dark, but it like, is good.
1: I, the concept is
0: crazy. Not as much good. as like
3: lifetime cru- true crime stuff though. I feel like, or the I daughter, saw maybe I a- two episodes and I
0: couldn't do- go anymore.
3: It, yeah. It was too much. For That's me. where I live. Yeah. yeah. Tell me the
0: story. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's amazing.
0: Yeah. I will, I will receive I all it. the
2: nuggets you want to give me, but I can't watch it.
1: No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would Mm-mm. like? Um, have you done Bad Sisters on? Oh Apple no, TV? but I keep meaning to. So good, you would love it. Like Is Five Sisters, book? maybe. I don't read. I'm just kidding. I do. <laughs> I, I only read business I books, read. though. I don't read. <laughs> I don't read fiction. Um, that but yeah, familiar. it's like five sisters that one of the brother-in-law sucks, and so they like maybe murder him we don't know yet he, yeah he gets
3: he, i know he dies and then they're all suspects or something yeah right? like yeah it looks really good because it's, it's funny real, and dark right? and it's irish like they're in ireland so it reminds cool. me of uh oh what's his name ricky gervais show um oh yes um where his wife passes it, yeah it's just yeah. like dark
1: humor yes it's funny though like it like that. makes you happy even though it's well
3: the great is kind of like that like i love, oh, it. I love have you the seen the great? great that's one of my all-time oh, no, favorites oh my it's gosh it's so good and L he, Fanning and Nicholas Holtz. Yes. Um, and so many people. The I great. think uh, what's her name's in it? Um who she played Margaret Thatcher one. and Uh, It's just a fantastic cast. It's gorgeous costumes. It's ridiculously funny, and I love that it's based in like a historical fiction Mm -hmm. because it's about Catherine the Great. So I love that. Like I feel like I'm getting a little bit of history with my (laughs) entertainment. But it's not real. It's (laughs) dirty humor. No, it's not. But it follows along the guidelines. Like if you needed to know just a little bit about Catherine the Great and how she came to
0: power. Wait, I think I did see this. It's It's really funny. I think I actually did see this. Oh, was it? Kind of risky. Was it risky? Oh, it's. Oh yes. uh,
2: Okay, risky. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I got a little uncomfortable, too. No. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh.
3: Well, it's all that British humor, too, where they use language that we're not necessarily yes. comfortable with. Like, you know. Uh-huh. I don't know. Can we spell out words here? No, let's not.
1: Let's just. <laughs> we, we know. We got them.
3: You know. I you can know the of, words. can think of a few. Yeah. Um, Anything that starts funny. with a C. Yes. Yeah. Really. <laughs> All the private parts that start with C. Just go with that. Well, so
1: back to sort of like your career, Melissa, how did you get into directing and producing and all that? Like when did that happen?
3: Well, around the time of Sabrina, because we were basically at the helm of that show, um, and my mom did the business stuff and I was more involved creatively, um, I enjoyed the producing aspect because I wasn't an actor for hire, and I was able to have a real – weighty say and what happens with my character and that's really where i left it like with sabrina i left it with where my character lives i didn't expand that to other people's characters or other s- storylines or general arcs of of where the seasons would go and whatnot i left that to the writers because they knew what they were doing and um but my mom was in charge of like the casting the music the wardrobe the editing um and so she was and and the handlings the daily day handlings with the network. Um, so and what the you know requirements were for them and how to deal with all the sort of politics of it. So I got an education on the set of Sabrina as far as being a producer in a in a more creative way, but also kind of stayed hands off with that for the most part. But if I had something to say, people would listen, which was nice. all those other years, I mean, they'd listen maybe if I was like, I don't think my character would say, that, then they would maybe shift things. But it didn't always get received well, and so. It was with that that I started to learn. I don't want to go back to being the person that has to do what everyone tells me to. I like having a, a say, and uh, and then with directing, I guess I was just really, really bossy. I mean, <laughs> 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 you never, me. never <laughs> <nah>. <laughs> mm. but I, uh, I mean, it really goes back to Clarissa days too, where I there was so much da- for some reason there was so much downtime on that set. I got really bored between takes. And I started messing around with all the equipment and talking to the crew and hanging, you know, because those are my friends. Like there were the two boys on the show with me, but I wasn't hanging out with them. But <laughs> I'd rather go hang out with the 23-year-old guys at the lighting board. You know? <laughs> so I, was, I was hanging out with the lighting guys and the camera guys and the boom operators. And so uh, I was learning all the equipment and and just the language. The language of filmmaking is so, it, it's so specific. And so being around all that and, and picking all that up. But I'd also done a ton of Broadway. So I just had like this vast scope of of experience and never went to film school now i wish i had but at the time i was like absolutely not i've done this my whole life i don't want to go it's
2: never too late
3: there hey, we I, go Weather woman. did i you. not take a course <laughs> last year i went back to school <laughs> you last did. year i went to screenwriting course because i was like i have never so i went to belmont and took a course kimberly williams paisley and i went and took a course on wow, screenwriting that's awesome. so it was really fun and now i need to get back to that but um but I, but I still don't understand like there's a lot I don't understand about camera lenses and lighting and that kind of thing filters and whatnot. I mean we're all learning a little bit from Instagram and TikTok but mm-hmm. um, I want to go like really learn that stuff especially now that I'm directing so on the set of Sabrina uh, I had the opportunity to direct because my mom was exec- executive producer mm-hmm. she was like you know what we're gonna we're gonna get you a DGA card and you're gonna direct the next episode so I just got thrown into the wolves and there's nothing better than directing and it's funny because like Candace Cameron and a bunch of other people, actually even like Annie Potts, have come to me and said, you know, I I want to direct one, but what do I do? And I was like, you'll do it, and then you'll realize I should have been doing this my whole life. And Candice mm-hmm. literally came to me and said, that's exactly what happened. Like, I should have been doing, I, I I have been doing this my whole life, just not officially. And so... Uh, you know it just sort of when you know the crew and you're in that safe space of like you know everyone's names you know everyone's jobs you know the positions you know the characters you've been there since the beginning there's no better place to start directing than your own show yeah (laughs) because you're just in a safe space and you can't mess it up because they won't let you Mm -hmm. and um, and so that's how I started to learn I was in front of the camera and behind the camera which was really difficult because I'm literally trying to set shots while I'm getting my makeup and hair done and trying to change an outfit and you know so it takes a little time and I couldn't watch the the scenes happen i can watch Mm -hmm. the performances firsthand but i can't go back and look at what's going on on camera so i would uh just have to trust each camera operator like did you get it did you get it did you get it no okay we need to take one more take you know Mm -hmm. and i I kind of feel like i learned at a good time too because it was still we were still rolling film it wasn't tape it wasn't this like these tiny little cameras and these tiny little cards Mm. we could say things like check the gate which doesn't even exist anymore which was like checking the to look in the camera and make sure there's no dust in the film itself. We still say it sometimes as a joke, just saying like, <clears> make sure, check the card, make sure we got that on, you know, yeah. that we actually recorded it. There's just, I learned like old school technology and old school um, like language. Yeah. And so it was super fun. And so I just, I love directing. I got very few opportunities as a female and um, somebody in front of the camera to do that. It wasn't until I started building it into my own contracts. I said, I'll do that movie, but I'm going to direct it. the next one. Or that's great, oh, that's awesome. That right. kind of thing. So then I started directing more and more. And about 2018 is when my directing career really kind of took off. And now now I have like four movies I'm supposed to direct this year. That's, so amazing. that's awesome. Yeah. So How it's was it it's working really so
0: closely with your mother?
3: There have been tough times <laughs> for sure because, it's, you know, there's a little conflict of interest. But at the same time, who do you trust more than your mom? Right. Like, right. I know she's not – Somebody that's going to try to screw me over. I know also that my mom is not one of those moms that wants what I like. She's never pushed me into this because she wanted to do it. Right. You know, there's not that like living vicariously thing. It's very much, you know, you've met her. I mean, she's, she just wants the best for her daughter Mm -hmm. and, you know, and all of her kids. And, and she, is just a supportive mom and she knows the business. I mean, she's getting a be to the point where I think she wants to retire because now she's sort of like, ah, you do it, you know. And I'm like, no, I don't know those people. You have to help me. <laughs> she but, wants to go
2: gallivant and oh, see her. She's grand- a kid. world traveler, man. She's in Paris right
3: now and she's, you know, she was at Oktoberfest and she's at this and she's at that. Like she literally travels the world and then comes around to do some movies here and there. But um she's fantastic and she's my role model. And, you know, but there have tough years in there where you know, you grow up and you realize your parents are flawed and that kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. yeah. but honestly, when at the end of the day, who do you trust more than your right. mom? Yeah. So true. to look out for you totally. and, and have your back.
1: Mm-hmm. And you can fight with them and make up like two days later. <laughs> Nobody fights later.
2: better than them, honestly. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're so honest with each other. It's kind of crazy to watch. I'm like, oh, you talk to your mom like that? But yeah. she'll come right back at her. And then the next day you're like, are y'all okay? And they are like, yeah, we're oh, fine. Oh, no, we
3: don't, nothing, we don't hold it. That's the thing. We, we like let it all out.
2: Like, last night. We're, we're good. Yeah. yeah i get cool. so mad, madder-
3: like, on text, too. I'm like, oh, my God, I hate it right now. And then I'm like, <laughs> love you. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: So you're directing
1: four movies this year, within yeah, the next year. Yeah. What Hopefully. Is- if they all work out. Mm-hmm. They're all at different stages. Yeah. Do you So you travel and have to be away for a few yeah. months? Or how what does know, that look like?
3: Well, it's so funny, because we originally left L.A. because in, like, 2008 and nine, I worked in Atlanta, Baton Rouge, and Vancouver. And, like, I had shot movies in Rome and Australia. And I was like, we don't need to be in L.A. Unless I'm doing a series in L.A., we don't need to be in L.A. There's no reason to be here. We're working everywhere else, so I might as well live where I want to live and then travel out for work. And as soon as we moved to Connecticut in 2009, I got the show Melissa and Joey and ended up five <laughs> years in L.A. Oh <laughs> but we were, I was traveling back and forth in the beginning. Then I had my third son and decided to take the family with me. So that was tricky. But um, I just totally went – ADD. Out of what was the original question? <laughs> uh, just when you direct
1: movies, like how how often do you have to be there? For oh, what's yeah. the length of so, time?
3: I mean, the thing is I was directing a lot in L.A. the last few years, but then I've been trying to bring projects to Nashville. Yeah. I've worked with the Tennessee Film Commission and been scouting out locations, and we've shot two movies here so far. It doesn't look like any of the ones coming up will probably fit for Nashville. Mm-hmm. One calls for snow. One is – Going to be Canadian, um, so it depends on where the tax credits are. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to bring better tax credits to Tennessee, so I can work from home. Yeah, which would be really nice. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like, as long as it's not Vancouver, I like yeah, I would love to do something back and in forth. Atlanta. Yeah, like three hour drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's shoot something. My sister in is shooting something in Louisville right now. I'd love to do that. Like, yeah. Memphis. Like, let's, I just want to be like within a three hour drive yeah. of every, so I can just come home on the weekends.
2: But at, on average, you're gone. Like, if you're doing a movie, you're gone for like two weeks to a month.
3: It depends if I'm acting in it. Like I did a movie called Dirty Little Secret last year for Lifetime. That was two weeks. So that was brilliant. That was oh, a perfect time perfect. to be away. But I do like, like I have to say, hashtag blessed. Like <laughs> I feel like I get the best of both worlds when I, if I go away and I work, I'm in a hotel room. I, It is all about, I don't have to clean up anything. I don't have to, you know shift things around i can focus on work and if i'm in la i can see friends i can go to meetings i can show up at red carpets Mm -hmm. i can do all the things i need to do and then i come home and that's it i've done my thing Mm -hmm. and i i am now home i am now here i you like i will go to every you know cub scout meeting and i'll be there for every game and practice and driving them to and from school and whatnot so you know i I feel like i get to be both full-time mom and full-time work so it's so nice kind of nice do
0: people respect you as far as this is Melissa Nashville mom Not Melissa Celebrity
3: I think so That's I, good I think Yeah very much so Um, I mean Your existence here Is Nashville mom
2: Like Yeah Our whole friend group we're, We all
3: I'm either with like The football the moms Of the high school age That's Or good. the Or Tucker The lower yeah. school We call it The lower school mm-hmm. group And like So we sort of Have I, I, I Yeah I mean My friend groups Are related to my kids Basically That's great. So in that way yeah. It's like I just went right into that
0: That's good
2: she was right at the table with her hoodie and her scrunchie. <laughs>
1: Came it straight all from the, the rest gym of or something.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so how often are you going for big roles anymore?
3: Um, I, I actually just auditioned for a big movie. I haven't auditioned in a really long time. There's a weird thing that happens when you have success in this industry, mm-hmm. but you're not Sundra Bullock. Um, <laughs> where Whether it's your representatives or the casting people, the people in L.A., They, of course, pigeonhole you into, you know, kind of stereotype you into a certain role that they think you can play or thing you can pull off or thing you're known for. And that can both hurt and help. Like, I did just recently audition for a TV show where I would play the mom of a witch. So that, you know, would obviously suit me, but it Mm -hmm. feels a little too much like a reboot, but not being a reboot. Yeah. So, but the thing is, also, I feel like sometimes representatives tell people, tell uh, casting directors, they're not going to read, you have to offer. Mm. And they're not often going to do that with someone they don't know for that role you know for mm-hmm. so I also just recently auditioned for the uh like crazy annoying cruise director of a cruise ship I so, really like, hope you get that I know. <laughs> <laughs> but those are like the first two auditions I've had in like a year really yeah. so um most of the time I have to create my own opportunities like you get to a certain level of success where if you don't create your own opportunities and you don't try to break out of the shell that you're already, even though I've played four different, three different title characters, four different TV shows, numerous movies and whatnot, I, I still have to kind of break myself out and, and find my own jobs Mm -hmm. and create my own opportunities, whether it's directing, you know, finding a great script and then finding a financier to come in and put it together as an independent or find a studio or I'm pitching a talk show. Like there's so many different, um, ways i try to throw everything against the wall but then i also feel scattered so yeah it's tough that's hard do
0: you still get nervous oh
3: yeah i actually really? was doing this audition the other day and i really didn't even really want the part and so I was, <laughs> but I, when i was done i went and talked to my husband he's like are you all right i'm like i am just vibrating i just just give me a second <laughs> to, like calm down <laughs> oh my gosh
0: now before we end because it, it we're getting late we have to talk about will of fortune Oh, <laughs> and yeah. what that was like, and I just I realized that was just over a year ago. Know, I can't believe it was that long. I want to know what your foundation, or not your foundation, the um, nonprofit yeah, yeah. nonprofit. Like, how did they respond to you winning it's based a million here too, which is well,
3: Memphis. Um, it's it's Youth Villages, and I partnered with them because I started a kids' clothing line a few years back called King of Hearts. And I wanted it to have a charitable aspect. So for every, I don't know what it was, 25 pairs of jeans people bought, we'd donate one to Youth Village or something like that, right? So we were kind of offsetting things with wanting to give back and donate. And I worked with a kind of a a, um, a headhunter for charities. I worked with this woman who knew all the charities, and I said, this is what I want. It has to be children-related. It has to be U.S.-based. It has to be, you know, Mm -hmm. so I found Youth Village's. And I think as of today, they're in like 30 something states. Um, So they're still not across, they're Uh still reaching for all 50 states. But um, they help children in every, they help families really in every aspect, whether it's um, children in uh, foster care, adoption, um, helping families stay together, uh, um, children that might be falling behind in certain ways, but mainly what the youth? what the section is that I did I think it's uh, called uh, Life Set mm-hmm. and it's helping children that are aging out of the foster care system have oh, somewhere yeah. have mm-hmm. something somewhere to go and rely on yeah. they don't have a family yeah. to go home for the holidays or to help them figure out how to navigate college or you know whether they should join the military or you know so Youth Villages really does that and that's what the money that's I want. I won a million oh that's my gosh can I can't even remember One million. F- 40,600, something like that. Um, oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so oh it God. was, it was the most ever one on Wheel of Fortune, which I didn't know until la- way after. That That's is crazy. really. I, I knew it was the first that. celebrity million and I think only the fourth million ever uh-huh. won on Wheel of Fortune, but it was the most ever, I believe. And then the
2: toughest secret you've ever kept.
3: I know, I can't believe, well, I sort of kept it, but like... <laughs> <laughs> I would like run my mouth to like a few people and then be like, no, don't tell anybody. And then a few <laughs> months later, I would tell a few because it had to wait six months. Oh gosh. Oh, that'd that be was hard, oh. especially with the charity because yeah. they were like, I just kept saying I'm going to play for you guys, so everyone gets thirty thousand for their charity. So I knew they were getting thirty thousand. Yeah. But if I could get anything over that, I was like, wouldn't it be great to say I'm coming back with a hundred thousand dollars? And then I was like, oh, but let's aim a little higher. What do I? I really want four hundred thousand for them. <laughs> and then it ended up being a million forty thousand. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And when i called them i said um let's just say it was epic that's all i could yeah. say yeah. i was like i don't know what to say but then when it got closer i was like i want to do a viewing with you guys And they're like, okay. well, come out to memphis and we'll do a viewing but i would happen to be in la working at the time so i was like all right we'll do a, a live instagram or whatever when it happens and they had a huge party and i mean i think some of the wives of them were drunk and calling me going <laughs> i can't believe it this is amazing i was like it was so cute um
0: that's and really then I got incredible. to go,
3: I went to the headquarters here in Nashville and celebrated with some of the life Set students and we sat around the luncheon table and everyone explained their situation growing yeah. up and where they are now in life and that they helped them learn how to do taxes or um, pay that's off a, a car or yeah. buy a house. And like, that's what Lifeset does. And Youth Villages is really, really incredible. And uh, Steven Tyler works with them with his fund, Janie's fund, which is mm-hmm. to get um, kids out of sex trafficking. So wow. a lot of important work they do and I really support them in everything I I wow. I, I do.
0: I love that. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's incredible. Really I know, and whenever I saw it I was like, Is it staged? Until I read that it, it it's can. the most. Oh Anybody yeah. No, and it's mind. crazy
3: because the whole time I'm like, did I actually do this? <laughs> did they give you really me this? Did. All that
2: practice on your phone?
3: I did. I practiced off. on the app, like, a lot. Is it as fun as what it looks? It's intense. Is it? It happens so quick. Uh-huh. Those puzzles, I don't know if you're, like, the first puzzle we did, and Lacey Chabert is a really good friend of mine, so it was tough to fight with her because she's a huge fan of that show. Her and her daughter watch it every day. But she is the sweetest thing, and her big mm-hmm. sister, Wendy, who passed away almost a year ago now, she was a really good friend of mine. And so Lacey is much younger than me. She's like your age, I yeah. think. And she grew up with my sister, and went on a date with my brother. And so oh. I've known her family forever. And to know that they were big fans of the show, I was like, I can't, like, I felt so good. She was the one that told me, she goes, this is a huge deal. You won a million dollars. I'm like, really? She's like, no <laughs> one's done that. I was like, what? So she, I, I just adore her. And so it was hard for me to like Peter. compete with her. Yeah. But that first puzzle, man, she got it like that. It said something about, it was, a showbiz reference and it was lights camera action I so did not see it she went lights camera action I was like oh. yeah it, I mean it was probably 30 so seconds fast. and she solved it like, I'm done I'm never winning this yeah and yeah. you're like wondering about the spin and you're waiting to see if you land on something but you're also trying to think about the letter you yeah. gotta pick and what the words so do you look here or do you look here and then by the time because they're looking you know the other people are looking at the puzzle and I'm looking to see if I'm going bankrupt and you know so it's like that's a lot it's a lot and they oh. the the wheel is very very heavy uh-huh. but they do have a person there I forget the name but it's like a rules person that's like a game show watcher they're like there to make sure nothing's rigged mm-hmm. they're there to make sure the wheel isn't weighted and there's no one oh. um, nobody that's messes with any of the results and like things aren't switched and whatnot so um, yeah because I was like that's the whole time I'm like did they did I did I actually <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait a second hold on <laughs> But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, I mean, I had you to really pick did the, it. I had to pick the category. I had to so they didn't really know what category I was going to pick, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, then unless they were watching me play the app and they know I like the foods app, or the, food, <laughs> the food category <laughs> food. best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I just happened to pick like letters at the end that were my initials, strangely. I think cuz I picked an M, and I think that's the reason why I got brand muffin. That's so good. I picked an app, which I, I don't usually pick an M when I'm playing the app. So <laughs> it was meant just to be. I happened to pick an M, and there it was. And I, it helped me. So I don't think I could have solved it without it.
2: It's a game show miracle. It
1: is. <laughs> OK, one thing before we end is I thought I we, I learned about it on your guys' podcast. But the Bible on the TV shows, I just think is so interesting. I
0: had thought that, too.
3: Because
1: yeah. you always wonder, how do they keep track of everything? Yeah. Can you talk about it just for a second? Yeah.
3: I. You know what's funny? I've never so it's not a Bible Bible people just yeah. so you know it's not like you know it's not Yeah, spirit spoken every show is supposed to have and nowadays especially because of streamers you're supposed to hand in like a first or second script and a Bible to know what the arc of the show is going to be and where the rules are and what the what the whole overlying kind of themes are going to be so like, something on Sabrina would be, like, oh, she was, her 16th birthday is on, I don't even know if this is right, but I think it's on Halloween. So, it's her 16th birthday. She's uh, addicted to pancakes. Like, you keep track of uh-huh. all the things that have to, which they didn't put in the Bible in the beginning because I think she has pancakes on her 16th birthday. But, um, but then weeks later, we say that she's addicted to pancakes. And then we say that this, so all these things are kind of kept in record, Um and it's funny cuz I'll watch shows and I'll be like, "Mm, that didn't hold up." it <laughs> just yeah. Oh, Hocus Pocus 2 really bothered me because I think in Hocus Pocus 1 they said that um, Spoiler Satan, alert. yeah, sorry. <laughs> but not really. Oh, but like Satan, Satan, was Satan gave there. her she it was when Satan handed her the book, right? When um, book came to uh, Winifred and then in the second one, I was, like, waiting for Satan to hand her the book. But it's not. It was uh, the actress from... Um, from uh, Ted Lassa. Ted Lassa. Yeah. The gorgeous, gorgeous actress boss oh, lady. Oh, Hannah. What's her name? Yeah. Feather Sheet. Uh, I don't know.
2: Waddington.
3: And maybe,
1: Waddington, s- oh, maybe totally since wrong. it was a second, they were like, eh, uh, nothing. You know, it doesn't yeah, have to be Yeah. But I was as. like,
3: I had just watched the first one. And the next night, I watched the second one. I was like, oh, they lied about the Satan thing. But anyway, <laughs> so I just found it. Unless she's Satan. Who knows? Maybe. but. Yeah. I just like I like the that shows should keep to this certain these rules and mm-hmm. these um, overlying arcs of storylines and characters totally it's a lot to keep up with it is well I'm watching 24 right now for the first time ever and I just finished Lost I took all year to watch Lost yeah but I tried the like, Warner. her uh, yeah, yeah Lost, Lost was yeah. disappointing at the end should then. have oh, ended well, season four no idea but well. <laughs> 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 but like, but I feel like there, they really could have used... I feel like they went off the Bible. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't stick to their Bible. They moved off to, you know, and they had these alternate realities happening. Which I don't didn't.
2: think they had a Bible from the beginning.
3: That probably would have helped. Maybe them. the first season.
2: Maybe. But
1: then they kind of, like, <laughs> threw it
3: away or burned it. Maybe it got lost. It's I probably
1: harder, too, because we do binge, you know, like, back-to-back-to-back to back to back seasons. And you that's not... That's Hall not the shows. way they were written. Yeah, you know, it's like true. you probably wouldn't remember
3: that if you hadn't just
1: seen the first season. Like that's, that's really true. true. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's very true.
3: However, like with something like Twenty Four, I don't know how people kept up with it because I'm watching it night after night, waiting week yeah. after week. I, I right now I'm on episode like 18 of season one. I wouldn't remember. Well, you yeah. have like yeah. that, that. two I did long watch that previously one on. Mm-hmm. previously on. Previously on. Good. But I feel like I'm watching those and they're not that helpful. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I watch here's so. I don't know if this is what a lot of people do, but, like, something I do is with previously previously on, if you if you see something that seems like it wasn't a big story point at the time, but they see on, you know that that storyline is going oh, to totally. be, there's mm-hmm. going to be a piece there. So I always love watching that stuff for just, like, what's this episode going to be focused on? Mm-hmm. Which characters or who's coming back or, you know, that kind of thing. That's
2: why I like the ones for Only Murders.
3: Oh, yeah. Because it's
2: always like, oh, wait, that was a thing. <gasps>
3: oh, and yeah. Well, I'm a little—I mean, you guys probably know if you've watched 24, but uh, they keep um, saying—he gives the little overview at the beginning. Instead of kind of previously on, he goes—he tells about the worst day of his life, the the 24 hours. But he says, even the people I'm working against I can't trust, and they show a picture of Nina— And I'm like, I feel like at the end she might come back and be the bad guy, but I don't know.
0: I haven't seen that in so long. (laughs) I haven't like, I have no idea. (laughs) I used to watch it in college when we were all
3: hungover.
1: We'd get in in bed and watch like eight hours of it. That'd be rough to watch hungover.
3: (laughs) I don't know. I think that's a tough one. (laughs) The Kardashians, I
1: guess. (laughs) (laughs) But we're all right there with you,
3: so yeah that's a good one well
1: thank you guys so much we know you're busy and we love your podcast you have forever fans now i really really have enjoyed it we appreciate it
3: thank you so much well we hope we can have a good season for you guys next year for this